2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 through to verse 10. I'll just read it to you, but if you would stand, please, for the reading of God's Word tonight. Once you're there, if you stand, don't have a Bible, it's fine. I'll read it to you. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verses 9 through to verse 10. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. Some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Father, tonight we pray give you thanks for the sense of your presence. Lord, through the worship, through the ministry and song, Lord, we pray for your help tonight as we come, Lord, to this great, this great topic, this great subject, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for your help tonight as we open your word. We pray for understanding and we pray that you give us ears to hear what the Spirit has sent to the church, especially in the days that we live in. Oh God, tonight help us to understand. Lord, may it be quickened, Lord, by the power of your Spirit. Lord, may it illuminate our understanding. May we see it, Lord. May we grasp it, oh God, the day that we've come to. And Lord, may we be ready at the midnight cry. Oh God, tonight give help, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. May take your seats. Praise the Lord. But the day of the Lord will come. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. From the time recorded in the book of Acts chapter 1, this is some 2,000 years ago, until this day, this very moment on the 7th of November 2021, the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ, is awaiting the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth and is knowing as the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to follow it in your Bibles, I want to read some scriptures tonight just to help you understand where we are and what is about to happen in this world. But in Acts chapter 1 and verse 6, it tells us there, when they were come together, this is after the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord, when they were come together, they asked of the Lord and said, we'll die at this time Restore again the kingdom to Israel. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And from that time on, The witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ, those that are saved, have been going out across the entire world to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That there is a man called Jesus that came into this world, the Son of God, to die on a cross for every person. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that if you repent of your sin and believe in him, you'll be saved. And then he says here in verse 9, and when he spoke these things, Acts 1 and 9, while they beheld... He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10 then says, And while they, that's the disciples, looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, 
Why are you standing gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Then it tells us then they return to Jerusalem. And this is important from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Over in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 30, Jesus said these words concerning the last days, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall And then they shall the Son of Man come in the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory to gather together His elect from the four winds from one end of heaven even to the other. The same Jesus shall return just exactly the way He went as He ascended up into heaven in a cloud. Revelation 1 and 7 says, Behold, He comes with clouds and every eye shall see Him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so. Amen. Paul writes in the letter to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, he says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, that we've heard it sung tonight, the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive, and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the earth. There is going to be a meeting in the earth. Some glad morning, it's actually going to happen. We're going to fly away. It's not just words, but we actually are going to be caught up, those that are saved, to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the earth. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So the disciples were very much inquiring after the Lord concerning these times that we now live in, the end of the world, the last of the last days as we talked about it this morning. And if you go to the start of the chapter of Matthew chapter 24, we see them that they're sitting there again at this place called the Mount of Olives. In Matthew 24 and verse 2, Jesus said unto them as they were trying to impress Jesus uh, with the great temple, Herod's temple, And they were saying, Lord, look at the the magnificent temple that we have. And in verse 2 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said unto them, You see all these things. Verily I say unto you that there will not be left here one stone on top of another that shall not be thrown down. Verse 3 says that He sat upon the Mount of Olives and the disciples came to Him to ask. To ask. Privately says, Lord, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? And the third question that they ask, and the end of the world. What is the sign of your coming? What and when will these things be? And what is the indication of the end of the world? Places are often significant, especially in the Scripture. It was from this very place, the Mount of Olives, uh, just 
a few days before this Matthew 24 encounter that Jesus had come in to Jerusalem riding on a little donkey, coming down off the Mount of Olives into Jerusalem. But it was so significant because He was fulfilling Scripture. He was fulfilling what we understand to be prophecy. In Zechariah chapter 9, this is some 500 years before the event, Zechariah 9 and 9 says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king is coming unto thee. He is just and salvation, and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, and upon the coat, the fold of an ass. Jesus fulfilled this some 500 years later in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 4. This is what it says. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, that's Zechariah, what we've just read. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and the coat, the fold of an ass. 500 years after the prophet prophesied that the king would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, 500 years later, Jesus Christ fulfilled the Scripture. And he come riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. The whole city was moved. And they said, who is this? A few days later, he's sitting on the edge of the same place, the Mount of Olives, and they're inquiring after him. Lord, tell us, when shall these things be? What are the indications of the end? What is the signs that we can look for for the end of the world? It was the same prophet, Zechariah. This is why it's important. It was the same prophet, Zechariah, that began to speak not of a day that when Christ would come on a donkey or that He would sit upon that mountain, but one day, Zechariah said, He would stand on the Mount of Olives. It has not yet been fulfilled, but he said, the same prophet in Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 1, if you want to look at it, he says, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming and the spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee, for I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The same prophet that prophesied of him that would come on a donkey then prophesies of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in verse 4, listen to this carefully, and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives, listen, very carefully. And the Mount of Olives, He's not coming on a donkey and He's not coming to a manger, but He's coming back as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And His feet shall stand on that mountain and it says, that mountain, the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west and there shall be a very great valley. Half the mountain shall be moved towards the north and half towards the south. Zechariah is speaking of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When He comes again, His feet shall touch the top of Mount of Olives and it shall open. And the Muslims have built a great brick wall on the east side to hold back the Jewish Messiah. And He's already come. But when He comes again, I'm going to tell you a few breeze blocks isn't going to stop the Lord. Zechariah said, the Lord, shall, the Lord thy God shall come and all the saints with thee. Jude says, behold, He comes with 10,000 of the saints. He'll burst through the clouds with the saints that have gone before. 
the heavens shall open. I know some people believe that God is going to use the advancement of technology because everyone has a mobile phone and will be able to see it coming. Friends, I'm going to tell you, God does not need to use your mobile phone to let you know that he's come again. All of heaven will open and all of the glory of heaven will just break forth as Jesus Christ comes and all 10,000 of the saints with Him and all the heavenly host and the great trumpet call and the dead in Christ all across this world will rise and we that are alive and remain will be caught up in an instant to meet the Lord in the earth. What a day! What a day! And it's upon us. Zechariah says, speaking of that day in Zechariah 14 and 7, but it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. He will light up the entire world with His coming. Verse 9 of that same chapter says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord, one Lord, and His name is one. That's Jesus. So this is known in Matthew chapter 24. We're back in there as the Olivet Discourse, it is absolutely crucial that we spend the time to understand it if you want to know what actually is happening in our world. It is also known as the, it's another little term, known as the Little Apocalypse. The book of Revelation is quite an extensive book, but the chapters 24 and 25 of Matthew will give you an insight as the Lord reveals the signs or the indications of the times. In Matthew 24, this is what you hear from the Lord in verse 6. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines. There shall be pestilences. That's plagues. There shall be earthquakes. Why are we so shocked that these things are happening when Jesus told us that they would happen? There will be earthquakes in diverse places. In verse 21, he says that there shall be great tribulation. We looked at this this morning. Upon the earth, such was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. There will be a period of time on the earth in the last of the last days where there will be great tribulation on the earth. Great trouble. Verse 24 of Matthew, just skimming over it, it says, for there shall arise false teachers and false Christs and false prophets, show signs and wonders, and it's much that if it were possible, they will deceive the very elect. Matthew 24, 29 says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, listen carefully to what it says, the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, stars from heaven will fall, the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes and nations of the earth mourn, for they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power. And great glory. Friends, that day is upon us. We're so close to that day. 
Matthew 25, the Lord then begins to speak in parables. These are earthly stories, but they have extremely important spiritual and eternal meaning. Matthew 25, verse 1, he begins to talk about ten virgins. He says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins. I want you to listen. We're going to be a few more minutes. But it says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. This is the context of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the second coming of the Lord. As he begins to tell them of the events that will happen, then he says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, but there was something very important that they'd missed. They had lamps, but it says that they took no oil with them. But the wise, the wise, the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and they all slept. There was a period of time that life just seemed to carry on as normal. We've heard about this preaching about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ for years. We hear the preachers preach this. We heard this when I heard this when I was a wee boy going to Sunday school and going to church. I've always heard about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we get familiar with the reality of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But He's coming. But He's coming. And so there was a period of slumber and sleep. We see there's a time or a period that everything just carries on as normal. We get on with our lives. Lives are busy. Week in and week out. I mean, it's just, we're about to start. We've started a new week, but it will be no time if the Lord tarries that we're all back here next Sunday morning and go, where did the week go? Because time's moving so quickly. And we get involved and we see in everything that happens. And this is so important because Jesus said, Jesus said, in Luke 17, 26, he says, As it was in the days of Noah, we looked at it this morning, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. They, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given a marriage until the day, until the day, until the day when Noah entered into the ark and then suddenly the flood came and destroyed them all. You see, there's just a suddenness of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that most people don't realize is upon us. The suddenness, He'll come like a thief in the night. You've heard the gospel. You've sat in gospel meetings. You know the truth. You know that He died. You know that Jesus came. You know that there's a cross. You know that He was buried. You know that He rose again. You believe in God. You believe in the Bible. But you have no oil in your lamp. So you have a knowledge of the truth, but you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior. And then it says in verse 6, and at midnight, there was a cry. There was a cry. Behold, behold, the bridegroom's coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and they trimmed their lamps. But it was at that moment, friends, what a moment this must be that's upon us. What a moment this must be for those who have a knowledge of the things of God. They know the truth. They know and believe that there is a God and that He sent His only begotten Son, that He died for them on, on a cross and they believe that He rose again and they believe the Bible and they believe it to be true. But they've never been saved. 
And what a moment this must be when the midnight cry comes, go out and meet him. He's coming. And they gather together the sense of his urgency that he comes and they gather themselves together and then there's an awful realization. I have no oil. I'm not ready to meet the Lord. I have no oil in my lamp. What a moment that be. You see, the oil speaks of the Spirit of God. Jesus said these words in John 3 and 5, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It's impossible. You can go to church all your life, but unless you're born again, you cannot enter. Cannot be saved. Now which is born of the flesh is the flesh. Now which is born of the Spirit is the Spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you. Jesus said these words. Listen to what Jesus said. You must, you must, you must be born again. Oil gives light. It illuminates the understanding. It directs the path on which we are to walk. The Bible says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You need to have oil in your lamp. The foolish said to the wise, give us of your oil. Do you know what that speaks of? I want to tell you, friends, listen carefully. Do you know what that speaks of? There's not a person in this room can save you. There's not a person in this room can save you. Your, your father can't save you. Your mother can't save you. Your husband can't save you. Your wife cannot save you. There's not a preacher in this planet can save you. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus can save you. You can't take someone else's oil at the midnight hour. People are banking on a praying granny. People are banking on a friend that they went to work with. People are banking because they went to Sunday school and heard the gospel. You must be born again. You must be born again. Give us your oil. But the wise answered and said, No, not so, lest there be not enough for us. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And why, listen, this is so important. And why they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And this is what it says. The title of this message is, Will you be ready at the midnight cry? Simply says, And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. Listen to these words. Listen to these words tonight, friends. And the door was shut. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more, when the roll is called up yonder, will you be there? There's a day there's a day, I know people don't believe this, don't think this, don't act like this, but there's a day coming when the door is going to be shut. The Bible says in Genesis 7 of Noah, verse 15, and they went in onto the ark, Noah's ark, two of, and two of all flesh were in as the breath of life, and they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded them, God commands all men everywhere to repent. God had commanded them to come into that ark. And listen, do you know what it says? Just like it says here in this parable, and the Lord shut him in. 
God closed the door. Afterward, listen, afterward came also the other virgins and they began to knock on the door. Lord, Lord, would you open to us? Lord, would you let us in? Lord, we sat in gospel meetings. Lord, my grandmother received and prayed for me. Lord, I went to Sunday school. Lord, I had a knowledge of your word. Lord, I can quote a verse. Lord, I can sing a song. Lord, would you let us in? Lord, would you let us in? And they knock on the door. And there's a voice that comes from the other side of that door. And this is what it says. This is him, Jesus. Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. I don't know you. And Jesus said these words, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man shall come. I want to tell you, friend, I believe, I do believe, that the signs or the indications of the coming of Christ is all around us. We see the change. We see the trouble. We see the fear. We see it, and we understand it from God's Word. I'm not saying this is the last generation, but I believe we're in the last generations. That at any moment, Christ could burst through those clouds. Listen, this is the reality. He could burst through the clouds tonight. Will you be ready? Are you ready? At the midnight hour? Are you ready? Surely in this world today, we're approaching that hour. The cry certainly is going up. The concern is all around us. It's a significant moment the greatest moment in all of history, Christ is about to come. The question is, are you ready? Have you got oil in your lamp? Are you born again of the Spirit of God? Unless a man's born again, he cannot enter. Are you ready? You can be ready tonight. You can repent of your sin. You can believe in your heart. You can confess with your mouth. You know what the Bible says? You can be saved. You can be saved. Tonight, if you're not saved, it's time to get right with God. It's time to be ready. Let's pray together. Father, we just bow before you humbly tonight in your presence. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the day of grace. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your great mercy. Lord, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. No God, tonight I pray for every head that's bowed in this place every heart that's before you. Lord, you know every thought. You know everything. Thou knowest all things. Lord, tonight if there's one in this place 
in their heart they know they're not ready and they want to get ready. Lord, I pray that by the power of your Spirit that you would strive with them. Lord, that they would repent, that they would believe, that they would confess. Lord, that they would be saved. Lord, when the preacher's voice is silent, we pray that the Spirit would continue to strive on. Speak to hearts, O God. Speak to hearts in this room tonight. Bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and the judgment to come. We commit it all to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together. Amen. David. You can speak to us afterwards. We'll pray with you and point you to the Lord. Amen. I want to sing that song. Uh, what we were singing just earlier. We probably could sing that first verse. The marketplace is empty. Amen. The King is coming. Thank you, Lord.